0: This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page, homeschool curriculum for hands on, creative, and gifted learners. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com.
1: Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number 24. In this episode, the moms gather their strength in the midst of some gnarly colds to talk about all kinds of useful and educational apps for the iPhone and iPad. <laughs> Honey, where's my glasses? Mom. mom, mom, can I have a drink? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Mom. Where are my shoes? Mom. Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? Mom, I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the savvy, savvy Homeschool
0: Moms. What's the time code this week, Tina, to skip to the end of our chit-chat?
1: 19 minutes, 28 seconds. So Becky, how was your last week? Well, let's first start out by
0: warning everybody: Tina have a bit <laughs> of the sniffles today.
1: Both so of us. I,
0: I'm doing my imitation of Brenda Vaccaro now with my <laughs> gritty voice, um, but hopefully we'll make it through the podcast today without sneezing in anyone's ear.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for too. <laughs> I'm coughing. Mine's coughing. That's the oh. thing for me right now. So
0: like I said, everything is located between my eyebrows and my cheekbones. That's where all of it is. It's Mostly
1: in my chest, so yay. <laughs> <laughs> Even different when we get colds. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. But uh, our first week, we just had our first full week of school
0: since the surgery, if you can believe it. Oh, wow. Yeah, we haven't really done like a full straight five days of work um, since the surgery. It went really well. I love it when we get to the end of the week and Friday comes and all of the folders are empty because you know how I do mine is on Sunday, I sit down and I put all of our work into folders and then that way when I open the folder on Monday, I know exactly what we need to do. All of the worksheets are there. If there's anything I need that won't fit in a folder, there's a piece of paper that says you need this and it's all organized and it's even organized by child. Jack has one side of the folder. Danielle has the other side of the folder. And so, when I get to Friday, either I have to take stuff out and move it to the next week, which I hate doing, or they're empty and it's all done and I, I'm happy. So, cool. Yes. Yeah, so, it went well. And, uh, but we have been having some pushback from Jack lately on his reading. He is really not enjoying it right now. Oh. And so I've decided to try some new things, some different things. And so um, one of the things I did as I went online, uh, I went to my Pinterest board where I pin all sorts of dreamy things that I never get around to doing. <laughs> just like everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I found some um, phonics worksheets that I had pinned that don't require him to write. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: one of them – well, actually, one of them does require him to write, but it's in a very interesting way. But I'll tell you that in a minute. So the first set of sheets that I got, you just have to sort the you know uh, beginning phonics sounds of the word of the pictures Mm -hmm. into the different boxes he liked that a lot and then i got this other one it's for sight words and you write it once with a pencil and then you write it with a colored pencil and then because i just bought all of these great alphabet stamps from cindy stamp it oh fun and so he he does it he writes the word three different ways
1: oh well that's awesome
0: but only the first one is really kind of the boring follow the dotted lines kind of writing
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so today being the first day. <laughs> oh, and and I bought him a new set of flashcards because his old set of flashcards, like there's seven letters missing, so it's really hard Oops. to spell anything. <laughs> yeah. So dollar uh, over at Target right now in the dollar spot, they have a whole bunch of Leapfrog stuff. Oh, and so I got a new set of ABC uh, flashcards, uh, the Leapfrog ones, and I've been letting him use those to spell his letter, his words, you know, because oh, there nice. are. Currently, we're still working on consonant, vowel, consonant, so I don't have to worry about having two vowels or two E's or two, you know, whatever. It's pretty Mm -hmm. easy. And so, um, all of those things put together have been going really well, but it's only been one day. So, we shall see next week if I'm uh, pulling my hair out again and and trying to figure out what to do with him. But he he has uh, more testing this week coming up. Um, this is actually the um, educational portion of his testing. He's already done the um, emotional, developmental kind of stuff, and he already did the speech um, to find out what his speech delay was. That, but now he's going to find out where he's at as far as um, educational is concerned. Right. So that's on Wednesday. So wish us luck for that. I do thank you very much <laughs> and then oh on friday we went to the library it was so funny because you guys went to the library too but yeah we went to different libraries yes, i went by myself
1: but yeah
0: i went all the way over to woodward park because um it's a much bigger nicer library
1: it is it is
0: and um, this is actually again the first trip to the library we've had that wasn't just run in run out like pick up hold books and drop off books that's all we've been doing since the surgery uh-huh and so we came out with 27 books, and um, one of them is called Horrible Hauntings. And I wanted to mention it in here because it didn't really qualify as a book we read because we haven't really read it yet. We've just been playing with it. It's an augmented reality book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You could take your iPhone or your iPad, or I assume it also has Android uh, apps as well that would work the same way, and you hold the camera up to the book, and the ghosts walk out of the picture. <laughs> And will it, it will be in between the book and whatever, you know, your iPad that you're holding up. Oh, I took, wow. I took a picture of it and posted it to Facebook. And I'll, yeah, I'll give that. you another one to put on the show notes. You can kind of see it, but it's all very three-dimensional. Uh huh. And like there's this one where um, it's Bloody Mary. And uh-huh. you it's a, a mirror frame. And you hold it up and you look and you have to say Bloody Mary. And when <sighs> you, you say it, she comes up. She kind of looks around. And the... The mirror looks like it goes back into the book, like it's, it, it's deep. And then the mirror goes black again. And then if you wait for a second, she comes out and screams. It's really kind of cool. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. There's sound on it, too?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you, the first one, page is Abraham Lincoln, and he talks. He, like, walks around. Oh, my around gosh. And, talks. and like, some of, there's one that's the two boys that died in the Tower of London. And oh, he,
1: the, oh, yeah.
0: There's a ball, and you push the ball around in the picture, and it, the boys chase – well, they're skeletons. They chase the ball around.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: It's the So it's just like
1: a normal book but then you but if you have an iPhone then you can
0: or an iPad them. or an Android, anything right. that has the app that kind of app with it, you can oh. use. And it it just it's it's the most awesome thing ever. It that's I it's really I, cool. They need to make way more books like this because Do they have I I haven't left? found any other ones, but that doesn't mean there isn't any other ones.
1: Oh my god, that's really cool. I have to check that out.
0: And speaking of, we got a new, a new iPad at the house. Yes, uh, it's an iPad Mini, but I actually kind of like it better than the regular iPad because the regular iPad's like a baking sheet thing's
1: huge, it's big. Yeah. yeah,
0: this thing fits everywhere that my Kindle fits, so right. it's really nice because I, all of my purses are sized to fit my Kindle. <laughs> right, right. And so the iPad fits in all the places the Kindle fit, and um, I I got the iPad, and so I traded my. My Kindle Fire, I traded it to my oldest son for his regular Kindle. So I still have a Kindle. I just have like a first-gen Kindle now. Uh And then I have the iPad Mini, which is fantastic. So we've been finding all sorts of fun new ways to work it into our school time.
1: Fun.
0: Originally, we got it to reinforce speech therapy because his speech therapist uses an iPad. And uh, we have um, some um, speech therapy apps on there like Articulation and that kind of thing. Uh But now we've been finding all sorts of great things to use it for, you know, uh, Danielle... Danielle looks up stuff on dictionary, the dictionary app without arguing. <laughs> She's been playing that uh, the math app that we're going to talk about later on, and uh-huh. um, she plays that for a while. And then I found a new one. Called, oh, I've got to add it to the list. Collectionary. Ooh, I don't know that one. It's um, you spell words with, and you there's chickens and Chicken? you yeah. So, like, there's chickens, and the chickens have, like, an M and an A and an N, and, a, you know, all the different letters. And you have to make as many words as you can. So, you poke the chicken with the M, and it lays an M egg. And then you poke the chicken with an A, and it lays an A egg. Then you poke the chicken with the N, and it lays an N egg. And then you have man.
1: <laughs> Is that Chictionary?
0: Ch- I'm pretty sure it's Chictionary.
1: You said Cluctionary.
0: Oh, it might be Cluctionary, Chictionary. I don't know. Well,
1: because I looked up Cluctionary and Chictionary came up. It's an iPad app. <laughs> so, I don't
0: know. Yes, you're right. It's Chictionary. I thought <laughs> Okay. I- my
1: Because I was looking to see if there was an iPhone version. Doesn't look like there is.
0: Oh, and then there was another one that I need to add to the list, which isn't on there yet, that I'm going to talk about right this second because I'll forget otherwise because my brain is <laughs> stuffed full of stuff. Um, and fact- snot. And- <laughs> I wasn't going to say snot, <laughs> I was not going to say it.
1: <laughs>
0: um, Factor Samurai. It's, oh. Um, Okay, so you guys, I'm sure most everybody out there, even if you don't have an iPhone or an iPad, you've at least heard of Fruit Ninja. Yes. It's this great game where you go around slicing fruit. Well, Factor Samurai is the same thing except you slice numbers. If it's not a prime number, you slice it until it gets down to the prime numbers. Cool. So it's like like Fruit Ninja with prime number factoring. It's kind of awesome she played it for a little while today i just found it yesterday so um she didn't play it for a super long time but she played it for a little while didn't seem like she was completely horrified by it so we'll continue <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool how about you how was your uh week
1: well let's see um we enjoyed new year's eve for the first time with the kids um that was really new um they've never been interested in staying up and this year they asked to stay up and i said sure if you think you can i didn't think they'd be able to because we have a nine well we say nine o'clock bedtime but that means we start getting ready for bed at nine so my kids (laughs) usually are in bed starting to go to sleep around 10 because we read uh, a bedtime story at night to both of them together um So, uh, I really didn't expect, so they're not ever up past like 10, maybe 11 if it's a bad night and everything has gone slow, but, um, midnight was a bit late for them. So I didn't think they'd last, but they totally did. And they really got into, um, well, first of all, we watched a bunch more of the amazing race. (laughs) I'm like, well, if we're going to be up for an extra three hours then let's just do something really cool and let's like watch all these amazing race and we'll get caught up. So we watched all except for the last two, I think that night. And, um, and then just, you know, five minutes, not even five minutes, like two, three minutes before midnight. I think it was, um, we turned on, the rocking new year's eve you know and watch the ball drop which they didn't even know what the heck that was so we had to explain (laughs) because i I was like how funny like the things that you don't think about telling your kids you know right i (laughs) never thought i'd have to explain that (laughs) don't ever happen so i realized as we were turning it on and we had to explain why we were watching this and so we explained it it's not actually live now that they actually happened three hours ago because they're in a later time zone but back in New York City, blah blah blah, you know, so we explained right. the whole thing with the ball and um and they were kind of impressed to see how many people were there too, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> And then the next morning, both kids wanted to watch the Rose Parade, but, you know, we had stayed up late the night before, so I was like, well, I'm not going to wake them up. That's just like, it's, it started at 8 o'clock, and I didn't actually even want to get up, but I really like watching the parade. So I got up to watch it, and then about half an hour into it, Maven got up, and so we watched that together. So that was fun. and slept through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was mad at me later for not waking him up, but he wasn't that bad. So I, I figured we could watch... Um, there were probably videos on YouTube of some of the more fun floats, so I figured he'd probably watch some of those later. But he actually—it didn't even come up. So actually, the one float I would have liked to have seen again was the very, very first float because it had a, a big slide. Yeah, you guys didn't watch it, did you? No, we didn't. I, I can't imagine you getting up to watch a parade f- <laughs> right at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the very first float was—I um, can't remember what company it was, but it was. Um, I think it was one of the car companies, but I'm not sure. Anyway, and it had a big uh, slide. It had like an actual metal slide down the middle of it, and they had kids sliding down it, and it was kind of cool. So
0: Cool. Um,
1: I Googled it. I went on YouTube afterwards and looked, and so far I cannot find that darn slide. <laughs> that one was so cool. <laughs> so apparently nobody videotaped that. I'll go back. Maybe somebody's added it now. But anyway, that was fun. We watched the, the, So we watched the parade, and then... Everyone's been sick. Uh, I don't even remember exactly when we first started getting sick, but um, I think actually maven got sick and then she was fine and then she got sick again or was it tear Ty- i don't remember it's all kind of a big blur now but it just seems like it's been one person after another getting sick and then it was it was vomiting and then it was a cold and then tear never really got the cold and now he's got the vomiting and it's like ah! <laughs> i don't know what's going on so it hasn't been a very good week really because of that we've we've all been and i was the last to fall and i'm like still hardcore and i spent all day in bed today so yeah it was really fun and I, it, last night I actually got an eye infection. I've never gotten an eye infection with a cold before, but my kids had before. Have your kids ever done that? No. That? When I ta- I remember talking to Doctor Kratzer about it one time because Maven got an eye infection. I thought, oh, it looks like she's getting pink eye as well. And he said, yeah, a lot of, a lot of times when they when they get a cold virus, they'll get a, an eye infection that goes with it. And I was like, that's fun. <laughs>
0: it sort of makes sense because it's all connected.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But this is did not feel like conjunctivitis, like pink eye at all. This is like, I don't know. It's like my eyes are swollen and they're painful and it's weird and just too wet. It's just like this gross wet feeling like, ah, so that was really fun. I'm like, I'm not going near anybody today. (laughs) It's actually right now feeling finally starting to feel more normal it's not it hasn't been oozing as much the last couple of hours so that's good yeah no pictures i'm not giving anybody pictures (laughs) but it was when i woke up this morning my eyes were bright red it was disgusting Uh. so yeah real fun (laughs) um but let's see, what else did I do this week, um, other than being sick? <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked a lot on a website for a client, which was exciting for me because I don't, I'm not like a full time web designer or anything, so I just do a little here and a little there. So it's always fun for me to to get a chance to actually have a client. It's like, ooh, I have a client. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really fun. I actually like had a whole bunch of problems to solve that as the, as they as they happened, I was solving them, and it was like oh score got that figure that out <laughs> it was like check that off fix fix that fix that So that was fun and um and my kids have been rocking it with math oh my gosh they have gotten so caught up with math to the point where um i told because i thought we were gonna have to take our math with us on our vacation because we're going on vacation this week um at the end of the week and um uh it turns out I went in and I crunched all the numbers again. And it looks like not only are we going to be able to take the vacation off, it looks like they should be able to take weekends off again. Because <laughs> I had them going through the weekends to be able to catch up on all this stuff. And if I, if I've calculated it correctly, it looks like they should be right where I want them to be at the end of the year. Um, if we keep going at the pace we're going right now, and that's taking vacation and weekends. So yay, that was very exciting. And then we did finally watch, I think it was the next day actually, we did finally watch the final two episodes of Amazing Race and screamed and cheered and were happy.
0: Yes, us too. <laughs>
1: We won't mention who it was, but, and, and I, and you won't necessarily be happy because it really depends on who you like. So, <laughs> and, but yeah, we were really, really, really happy and excited and cheering and screaming, literally jumping up and down and cheering and screaming. <laughs>
0: yeah, we were so happy. We were so excited. I, I was just like, <laughs> yay! <I know.
1: laughs> That's so, so fun. That's the second amazing rate Cause that was one of the things that I was telling the kids. I says, I said, it might not be as exciting as last time because when maven and i watched it last time we were super excited by the people who won and um and i was like it doesn't there's no guarantee at in any of the races that there's going to be any could be somebody you hate that wins you know yeah but luckily now two times we've watched it from beginning to end and it it was somebody we love so i figured the next couple ones will probably be people we hate so we'll see (laughs) um let's see so uh Oh, and I've been uh, kicking butt with homeschool planning. Before I got sick yesterday, I was like, even, even, well, I mean, I was sick yesterday, but even while I was sick yesterday, I was actually like fully motivated and I've been like doing all kinds of. Uh, prep work for planning for the last months of school, and you know all the all of the preparation stuff that I had kind of been doing all along, but hadn't really followed through on, and I was catching up on some of that and just really getting on the ball and really getting into it. So, um, hoping <laughs> now that I've taken a day off, I'm hoping that tomorrow I'll be feeling up to getting back into that again because I know that it's important to be able to get everything planned. So, hopefully, that will pick right back up again yay yes i hope so and um and then we're going on vacation the end of the week which is wonderful because as you know we are not able to do vacations normally because we just don't have the money but my parents are taking us so yay yay that is going to be really fun and we're going to spend the day the week not the day the week at the beach
0: very nice although
1: i was checking the weather and it looks like they've got pretty much the same weather there as we do here so it's not like it's going to be warm warm uh you know, Southern California, warm. It's going to be just kind of what we're used to now. I think so, but that's okay. It'll still be the beach. <laughs> so yay! So next week we won't be able to to um, podcast on next Sunday because I won't be here. No, you're and taking I, your
0: computer with you, and you're taking your Skype, and we're going right? to podcast <laughs> from Tina at the beach. No,
1: <laughs> if I had a laptop, I could totally do that. <laughs> but so far, I have not found the funds to get or a a sponsor. Laptop. Yeah, or a sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Someday, I'm hoping that we can eat out some money from our next tax refund, but I'm, I'm not holding my breath on that because it always ends up just that and the other thing breaks and we need to buy some other part for a car or something. Something always ends up happening and my, my laptop gets pushed off the list of priorities. Oh, such is life. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yep. Oh, well. So other than that and just being sick, 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 that's pretty much what our week has been. Hopefully, next time, I will um, be able to report a much more healthier family.
0: I <laughs> yeah, me too. Goodness. <laughs> well, speaking of looking for sponsors to buy us a laptop.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> good segue. Now,
0: now sounds like a good time to me to have some words for a sponsor.
1: There you go. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. So, Becky, what have you guys been reading this last week?
0: The family started listening to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl, um, and it's read by Eric Idle. I don't know if you know who Eric Idle is. He's the guy from Monty Python.
1: I'm sure I recognize him because I love Monty Python. Yeah, he's the one that sings
0: um, um, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love him. He's one of my favorite. He's (laughs) my second favorite Python. Uh, my first being uh, Michael Palin. And um, so we started listening to that on audiobook, which has been fantastic. And um, Danielle currently is reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And oh. um, she liked it. So It's that's part of her curriculum. It's part of her language arts. And she liked it so much, she asked me to order some more of the books from the series.
1: Yay! Yes. Those so, are good books, too. Yes,
0: they are very good books. And then, um, as I discussed with you earlier, um, I guess yesterday it was, or maybe today, I've always been so worried about how little Danielle reads but then i sat down and thought about it the other day and this girl devours craft books oh right like yesterday she read a book and taught herself two different ways to weave and made herself a bracelet and a, and a, I don't know, a belt or something oh, wow. so that totally counts as reading absolutely <laughs> so when i when i say my daughter doesn't read that much she doesn't read that much nonfiction. <laughs> no, i mean no. she doesn't mean fiction yeah right she doesn't read that much fiction she reads yeah. a ton of nonfiction. right And let's see, um, Jack has currently gotten into um, listening to his own audio books. Teacher Bobby loaned us a tape player, which that – that in and of itself has been very interesting oh yeah that'd be fun <laughs> explaining to my children how a tape player works
1: <laughs> uh, and
0: this one doesn't even have rewind or auto you know where it flips it over automatically oh uh, and so you actually have to like put it in fast forward to rewind the other side oh and
1: right <laughs> all
0: sorts of craziness so he has started listening to audiobooks on his own and um, he just finished listening to Goodnight Owl by Pat Hitchens uh-huh which he seemed to enjoy quite a bit is that Hutchins? is it Hutchins? is it Hutchins? it is Hutchins (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) and um so I got to find some more now books on cassette that come with a little book that you can read along with so that he can listen to those um and then uh, oh I finished the perks of being a wallflower in 12 hours wow it was so good um it's very um catcher in the rye very you know Mm. teenage angsty kind of stuff (laughs) Um, it's really good. And it's like I said, it's a movie that's going to be coming out really soon. And I'm starting The Hangman's Daughter by Oliver po- Potch. Uh-huh. I think that's it's a Czech name, I think. And so um, that's pretty much what's going on book-wise over here. How about you guys?
1: Let's see. Maven started and finished The Wide Window, which is the third in the series of unfortunate events. Yay! Um, I checked it out from the library. I handed it to her. She read it in less than an hour. She handed it back to me.
0: Oh,
1: goodness. I was like, hmm, that's a quick read, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> and now she can move on because the series that she got from my brother was missing, I think, three and nine, I believe, or something. So now she can move on with the books that she owns. Um, and then I also gave her, um, uh, or checked out from the library, the next ser- next in the series, uh, the Witch and Wizard series by James Patterson. I think it's called The Fire.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, that's book number three. And so she's going to be... I don't think she's started it yet, but I know that's the next book she's going to be reading and she'll probably bring that on vacation. In fact, I'm thinking I might have to, I think I'm going to encourage her to bring the rest of those, or at least a few more of the series of, of Unfortunate Events, because I suspect that she'll just power through. <laughs> she'll have plenty of time to read, so might as well bring a fair amount to, to choose from. Yeah. And Tieran has read since we talked last. He finished Ghost Town at Sundown, Lions at Lunchtime, and Night of the Ninjas. And there might actually be one or two that I'm missing. Maybe one that I'm missing, but I'm not sure. Um, those are all Magic Tree House books. He's kind of reading them out of series because, like I said, my my brother bought him from nine to twelve, and um, he owned we we owned one. I checked out two, three, and four from the library. He read those, and he was waiting for five, six, seven, and eight. And so he started reading nine and 10 and <laughs> and so I'm not sure what number he's on right now, <laughs> <laughs> but those are the ones that I know he finished. <laughs> I have them all marked down on our Goodreads account. Yay. I've been trying really hard to stay on top of that because it's really fun to be able to go on there and see the books that you've read for the year, um, all on one shelf kind of thing. Yeah. And then together we started reading the golden acorn, which is a, a free Kindle book that I got. Um, from probably from the Kindle what is that 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 website that you told us about a while back I can't remember what it's called fire fire station or Oh something. yeah 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 the fire department Kindle fire, fire department. department yeah that I think that's where I got this um it's for uh, on my my iPhone app um the Kindle app so that's awesome. the golden acorn by Katherine Cooper which um so far is really good um I mean, not much has happened yet because we've only read two chapters, but um, I, I like the style of writing so far. So we'll see what happens. It doesn't have a ton of great – I went and checked after we started reading it. It doesn't have tons of great reviews, but, um, but I often don't agree with people. so <laughs> So we'll <laughs> really? see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right in line with what my kids like. It's got magic in it and fairy land and stuff. So that's cool. And I forgot to mention last week that um, to, together – because every night we read a, we, I read aloud to them. To both of them together. And um, the last series that we finished was called... Um, well, the first book was called Aliens on Vacation. I may have mentioned that in previous episodes that we were reading. And we had finished... Last week, we finished um, Alien on a Rampage, which is the sequel to Aliens on Vacation, which was really, really cute. They were both about an um, a old lady in the middle of some... I can't remember what state they live. Some Some state that has that actually has wilderness (laughs) and and, um, she has a a bed and breakfast for aliens on vacation. (laughs) So it's cute. And it's like a big secret and, you know, and her, her grandson comes to live with her and it's all about him learning about how to, how to help his grandma. With the with the aliens and how to keep them a secret and disguise them so they look like humans. And it's just really cute. So anyway, but yeah, and there's action adventure and stuff and, and <laughs> intrigue and <laughs> espionage. And, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're cute. They're cute books. I wouldn't call them, you know, Harry Potter quality, but they were pretty cute. So I enjoyed them. And then me, I've actually been reading, believe Yay. it or not. I forced myself. I put that book at home in Met- Mitford right next to my computer so that it would glare at me (laughs) and it finally (laughs) finally I finally succumbed and I started reading at home in Mitford by Jan Karen and I after reading the first chapter I was like this is so boring I don't even know why I'm reading it (laughs) but I was like "Uh, no I'm gonna stick with it because I'm not one to give up on a book um even when they're lousy, I'll still read them because I want to be able to say that I saw it through, and and it's actually picked up. I'm I'm like three chap four chapters in now I think, because I was laying in bed today, so I was reading, um and uh and I read a few more and it, it's no it's actually getting more interesting and it's cute because it's it, it kind of has a feel like um who's the guy who's a veterinarian um in the countryside James Harriet. Have you read any of those stories with your kids? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or listen to them. <laughs> James Harriet is a as a veterinarian in the British countryside, and he wrote a bunch of stories, and it has that kind of feel because this is a this is a rector in British countryside, um, pastor basically, and um, a little dinky town, and we'll see what what ends up happening. But so far, it's it's not it's not a book that I would ever have chosen for myself, but. Um, I'm pretty sure it was my father who thought I would like it. Ah. And so I want to read it because he liked it. So, <laughs> and um, anyway, it's cute. It's cute. It's something to read, and it's getting me back into the habit of reading. And then I, I decided at the same time of reading that one that I was going to pick up this other book that I had just purchased from Cindy, our friend Cindy, um, and uh, called Pocket Full of Pinecones by Karen Andriola. And uh-huh. it's actually, Karen Andriola has written a bunch of Charlotte Mason books. And this one is a fiction book, but it's written from the perspective of, and I'm not sure why she chose a woman in 1936, but for some reason she wrote it from the perspective of a woman in 1936, a mom who's homeschooling her kids, who, you know, who homeschooled in 1936, not many. Right. But, um... This was a woman who was homeschooling, uh, had just started homeschooling, and she was, and the book is supposed to be about um, nature journaling. So the idea is to show what it's like in context, I guess. So it's like a fictional story of this family and how they're learning about nature journaling and stu- such. And it doesn't sound super interesting, but it's actually kind of cute. So I'm hoping the the main point of me reading it is so that I can learn more about nature journaling and do it with my kids. So... So far, I'm actually, in fact, when I first picked up at home in Midford, I was like, uh, Pocket Full of Pinecones was actually more interesting to me <laughs> at that point. But now they're pretty <laughs> equal, I think. So we'll see. So those are not two books that I'm like, you know, devouring or anything, but at least it's getting me back into the habit. <laughs> and there you, you go. Know, by the time I get finished with them, I might have a lot more good things to say about them. So we'll see.
0: <laughs> That's the, the thing. You know, when you start a book, you never quite know if it's going to be good when you get, a, get to the end of it.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, I like to see it through.
0: I have this thing that if I start a book, I have to finish it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I am too. I can't, I can't just put it down because like, if I had done that, I would never have read *Les Mis*, and *Les Mis* became my favorite book of all time. So I always go back to that and go like, "Well, *Les Mis* wasn't so good in the first three hundred pages." So <laughs> <laughs> it has like sixteen hundred pages. Or so. No, I don't think it's that much, but it has a, <laughs> it, it's a long book, and it took a while to get into it. So you know, I'm, I'm giving it a chance. There you go. Sometimes it takes till the second half of the book for it to pick up, but then you're really glad that you stuck it out.
0: That's true, too.
1: <laughs>
0: so now it's time for our links of the week. And so, Tina, what's your link for this week?
1: Oh, I have the wonderful Jessica's blog at, I know I've mentioned it before, but I thought I'd talk about it a little bit more detail today, balancingeverything.com. And I rec- I recommend this because... Um, Jessica is a homeschooling mom and her website, or it's it's a website, but it's all it's mainly a blog, um, is chock full of all kinds of uh, just fantastic ideas about things to do with your kids. And she is funny. Oh my God, this woman is funny. And she has, she's an amateur photographer as well. And her pictures on this if you scroll through they're just stunning. I mean, she has just fabulous pictures. Um she has tons of links in here and then what I really love is that she talks about how she organizes things. And she's so much like me because she says she'll start she'll start um a new schedule with her kids uh-huh. and then it won't last long. <laughs> <laughs> but she has it all like she, whenever she comes up with like a new like if you go back into some of her archives and stuff and she always references her, her old posts uh, in in her um in her current posts. Uh-huh. Are you hearing fireworks? I have fireworks in my backyard here. I mean in my neighborhood here apparently. Huh. Okay. Well <laughs> if you hear anything snap crackle popping, it's the fireworks in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway and uh she'll she'll refer back to, you know, when I made the schedule last year and then she'll link to the page where she made the the schedule or the routine that she came up with that year. Um and uh, and then she'll and she has like she'll do she'll like show snapshots of what the schedule look like, but then she'll also have a link to the actual file. So if you want to actually take it and and tweak it, she she like will link you to the Word file so that you can print it up yourself and like take what she's done and, and tweak it yourself. And That's
0: fantastic.
1: Just, I mean, she's she's one of these people who comes up with these brilliant ideas of like take a world map and put it on your kitchen table and put a clear I believe she said that she used a clear, um, uh, what do you call it? A shower curtain over it for the tablecloth. And they like eat at the table with the world map. And they frequently are like exploring the world while they're eating. I mean, that's just brilliant. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. But I totally want to do that. (laughs) Find a map that will fit on my table. (laughs) Um, She just has all kinds of really cool ideas. Plus, she's an artist and she's a graphic designer. So her, her graphics are fabulous. And she'll do little doodles from time to time as well. And she's just funny as all heck. She she's a somebody who suffers from whatever the name of that disease is, where you vomit all nine months when you're pregnant.
0: I, I meet, I meet, uh yeah, starts with an E. Yeah, that
1: thing. <laughs> so she's got a whole bunch in here. If you go back to her, youngest is I think four now. So if you go back, I've been I've been reading her posts since before she was pregnant with him and and you know kind of felt like i went through obviously i didn't go through it with her but i mean you know i read all the posts and saw all she would have pictures of herself sick and not vomiting or anything <laughs> like you know like with a yucky look on her face and you know she's she doesn't she's not afraid of showing the real side of her life and um and then she just recently went through this whole thing with her heart she had these valves in her heart that were Something had, there was a hole in her heart, I think, and she was passing out all the time. Anyway, she goes through it in details, and she talks about, it's just, you feel like you're living her life with her. It's just, it's fascinating. And now they've gotten to the point where she's now the breadwinner for their family, and um, her husband's doing the homeschooling. So that's been really interesting to watch that transition, so... Anyway, uh bal- I went into that way more than I had planned. But <laughs> balancingeverything.com, it's it's fabulous. Jessica is awesome and you just I mean, you're sucked in from day 1 just cuz the pictures are fabulous and she's she's truly funny, too, <laughs> which helps. So, I highly recommend balancingeverything.com. Excellent. So, what is your link?
0: My link today uh, for this week is starfall.com. And I think a lot of parents out there probably know about Starfall, but I'm talking to the ones who have never heard of it before. (laughs) Starfall.com is this fantastic website. It's free and you can use it um, to teach children to read. Um, Now I use this with Danielle when she was learning to read and now I'm using it with Jack and it's fantastic. It's got, um, I'm going to say it kind of almost looks like 8-bit graphics in a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, you know, like the old Atari graphics, but it's not terrible. It's just a little chunky. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got, um, it starts out with the ABCs, you know, it teaches the the name of the letter, the sound it makes and that kind of thing. And it moves right on to uh, learning to read simple books, the three-letter words, you know. And then it moves on to... Um, to bigger books and then even bigger books. And so and it's got special sections for different holidays. It's got sections for learning time. And um, also there's a section of it that's paid that you can pay for, which we get through our charter. If you're homeschooling through a charter, check to see if yours has it. Yeah. And it, it also has math on there. <laughs> it's called yeah. More Starfall. And the really cool thing about it is, way back when I was using it with Danielle, I bought all of the little books and things that go with the um, online curriculum it's not expensive at all i mean i think the set of all of the the reading books that go with it are you know maybe 10 bucks i know it wasn't very much and i can't seem to find it right here right now on the top of my <laughs> was I, oh here we go i take it back it's 20 dollars for a set of 15 books but they they directly correlate with the, what's on the website and you don't have to have the books but they're kind of nice to have because you can um, read them when you're not online Mm -hmm. and um i actually ordered like the whole set of everything for danielle so she had the game which i can't find now and um she had a stuffed zach the rat and all sorts of other stuff to go with it um so there's stuff that you can have that you can buy that you can have in front of you writing journals all sorts of things but the most important thing is it's this great curriculum online also apps available for your iphone ipad And that sort of thing. And um, just another great tool that you could use, teach your kids to read, starfall.com. Awesome.
1: Yes. Cool. So let's see. Now's the time when we like to give our listeners some recognition. Yep. So we got some iTunes reviews this week, which is always exciting. So if you haven't yet done one, please head on over to iTunes and give us a review. We love reading them and we'll read them on the air because it's just fun that way. Yep. <laughs> so Skiff Girl, thank you Skiff Girl. She says, "I love this podcast. It is very interesting and informative in a format that is easy to follow. I have li- I have listened to other podcasts and they are more lectu- they are more lecturing about the subject. This feels like a nice chat with old friends. Thank you." Well, thank That's you exactly Skiff what Girl we're going for.
0: <laughs> That's sweet. Yes. And we have another review from Rainbow of Peace. It says, this podcast is filled with so many great resources, and while my daughter isn't old enough to start homeschooling yet, we are still in the play and explore all day stage. My husband and I still love listening together. I love that you guys listen together. That's fantastic. Tina and Becky are so funny. It's refreshing to find a homeschooling podcast that's excellent and secular. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. And then on Facebook, Angela gave us a – well, she was asking some questions, but I pulled out the part that was – that I wanted to mention today on here, where she says, um, let me say this is my my absolute fave site on everything homeschool. Wow, that was a big compliment. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I appreciate the non-agenda-driven info. It's nice to see other parents who are just looking for the best way to educate their kids. So, big thanks, and please keep going. We plan to do that. Thank yes, you very much. Here we are, sniffles at all. I know, gosh. <laughs> Coughing up the lung here, and... i have to keep muting because i'm coughing
0: (laughs) so now we're going to go ahead and move on to our main topic of the week and our main topic this week is teaching with technology
1: Yes, and before we start, I wanted to give a shout-out to John of The Wired Homeschool because John's entire podcast is all about this subject, so we are not by any means taking over John's fabulous job. <laughs> <laughs> he does a wonderful job, so head on over to TheWiredHomeschool.com because he does a show. He just recently switched to doing it every two weeks, um, and but he's still got quite a few back shows that you can go back and listen to, and he goes into great detail about all kinds of of ways to use technology in your, your homeschool experience. And he's a, he, they are a homeschooling family as well. So, um, we're just going to talk, uh, about what we've personally used. John will tell you a whole lot more. <laughs>
0: okay. So what we're talking about today are basically iPhone and iPad apps. Right. Um, I realize that a lot of these are probably available in the Android market, but we don't know a whole lot about the Android market. So we can't really speak to that with any kind of um, knowledge. So um, I would say if you're one of those who have an Android, um, you might check and see if if they're available um, on your format as well.
1: Yeah, or uh, if you have like a Windows tablet or something like that, if you know of any any of these things that are also available in one of those other formats put them in the show notes or yeah, on, the, uh, on the comment section of the show notes
0: yes the comment section yes. in fact if you know of any apps that we miss please feel yes. free to p- add them to our comments and we will add them to our great big list yes so the first app that we want to talk about um, is Dropbox yes Dropbox is a lifesaver Tina and I use Dropbox all the time we do um i love dropbox because i can take anything i i I have our history curriculum on pdf Mm -hmm. and so i I just stuck it in dropbox and now i can pull it up on my phone my ipad any computer that i can log in from the internet anywhere i can pull it up and it's right there
1: yep
0: dropbox is a free service Um, you start out with a certain amount of megabytes of storage space which i have yet to run out of storage space there yeah
1: me neither
0: Um, but if you have friends that sign up under you you get even more space I've had maybe five or six friends sign up underneath me. and oh, wow. Yeah, so um, I've got quite a bit of space there, but I hardly put anything in. I mean, I put stuff in there that needs to be there, but I take stuff out of it all the time, too, that, that doesn't need to be there. So that helps a lot. So Dropbox, it's a fantastic app.
1: Yes, absolutely. And then another app that I know I've mentioned before but is worth mentioning again because it's so awesome is Library Books. It is an app where you can plug in the information on all of your library accounts, assuming that your local library system has uh, an online system, um, which it would be hard for me to imagine anywhere not, but, you know, there may be some corners of our country that still are in the dark ages. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully you're all in an area that is is has, the, you know, their libraries have made it through into the technology world. (laughs) And you can, um, the thing that I love about this is even though our local library does have an app now, which is awesome. um, You have to log off and log on to each account. So library book solves that because you can plug in every one of your accounts and be able to see at a glance what's due, what's out, what came in that kind of thing. So I've got all three of our accounts all in one scrolling page And it color codes to tell you, like, it's orange if it's going to be due soon. And it's green, uh, not green, red if it's overdue. So you can see at a glance. And it puts puts those overdue books and the ones that are due soon up at the top as well. So you see them at a glance. And then it has, like, the name of the person's account. So as you're scrolling and it goes to a new name, then that's the next account. It's just really easy to see. So when I'm, like, gathering up books to take back to the library, I whip out my iPhone and I just log in and... Um, it does take a second or so for it to, to refresh, but, um, but it's worth the wait. And, um, and then I can just scroll through and see what's due. It's fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. And it even helps you with um, holds as well. So like if there's a, um, uh, you know, if you have some books that came in that are on hold, it'll have a color, I think it has green next to the, if you go to the page that has the holds, it'll have green next to the ones that have already come in. And then the other ones, it took me a while to figure that out (laughs) because I thought everything on the list was in and I'm like, where are all these books? And I I discovered, no, it's green when it's in, it's white if it's not in yet. (laughs) But (laughs) it's cool because you can see what you've ordered and um, now you can't check things out through it. So you, you'll need it. Like if your system has an app or you can go online for that, you have to do that separate. But it's really awesome for keeping track of your library books. So highly recommend library books. And there's, it's, that's library books without a space between the two words. Yes.
0: And don't worry, the links to all of these apps will be on our show notes. So if you yes. missed any of them, check it out and just, it'll take you right straight over to the iTunes store. Yes. So the next one is the Kindle app. If yes. you don't happen to have a Kindle or a Kindle Fire, the Kindle app is a fantastic way to read Kindle books. You can use it on your iPad or your iPhone. And um, you can download books from your local library if they have that available. I know ours does. Yes. Um, as well as books from Amazon.com. I like the Kindle app because I like instant gratification. I want a book <laughs> and I want it right now. <laughs> I don't yes. like to wait. So, um, the Kindle app is a fantastic way to read books if you don't have a Kindle.
1: Especially if you get the free books from the Kindle Fire Department. <laughs> right, For the,
0: the places we have previously mentioned as having yeah. free Kindle books.
1: Let's put some links in the notes about, back to those episodes so people can go back and find those. And then the next one is Goodreads. Love Goodreads. Oh my gosh! I know that many of these we have talked about before, but like I said, it's, they're worth mentioning again. And now we're going to put them all in a nice little list here for you. Um, Goodreads is uh, a program that you can um, you can tr- log all the book, track all the books that you're reading, and and also track books that you want to read. And you can look up books to see what the reviews are on them. And so what the way I use it is, um, I, I use it as my, my kind of like my database of what we've read. I've, I've even gone back as, because I used to track it all in a spreadsheet, but I like it so much better in Goodreads with where it shows the covers of the books, because I'm very visual. Uh-huh. So now I have, I actually went back and I edited it all. And I've got everything, I've probably missed some over the years. But in general, I have everything that my kids have ever read in Goodreads, and I ha- I make a shelf for each year, so I have a shelf that says 2013 book uh, that Tiran has read to himself, 2013 that Maven reads to herself, and then 2013 read aloud to tieran read aloud to Maven, because sometimes I read different, most of the time we read the same books, but occasionally I'll read a different book to one or the other. So, and then a shelf for myself that I've read to, for myself. So it kind of, it, you know, you it's like sorted out, so that I can see at a glance all the books that they have read. Plus, then I, I have something to really quickly. I can go back and look and see what was the name of that book that they read this sh- last month or whatever. <laughs> so I love, love, love Goodreads. You use you use Goodreads as well, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, highly recommend Goodreads. And the app is awesome also because you can, on your iPhone, you can scan the book codes. Uh-huh. And so when I'm at the library and I see a book that I'm not ready to check out just yet, but I want to remember it in the future, I will scan it and put it into my to read um, section. But since my to read section is so huge, I and mean, then I make a list of whatever the topic is that I want. So like maybe it's if it's like a um, historical fiction, I like have a shelf for historical fiction to read or something like that. You know, you can sort it all out however you want awesome yeah very cool
0: and the next one is google drive similar to dropbox google drive is a place where you can store um and create documents and um we use google drive to do all of our show notes on and so we can swap back and forth we can both edit the same document at the same time um, and you can do that with all you have to do is share the document with someone and you can sit and be be editing the same document at the same time and it's kind
1: of funny. <laughs> it is
0: funny, yeah. Especially when one of us messes up their formatting formatting and the other one tries to fix it at the same and we're like all try to fix it at the same time and it's like, no, no. Or, funny. or sometimes we leave funny notes to one another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so Google Drive, it's a great way to organize documents and um be able to work on them on the go.
1: Yes. And then the next one is Overdrive, which is an app that Becky has mentioned before that um is used for um downloading if you're if your library i believe your library has to be hooked up with it right yes it does. How it works so if your library is hooked up with it then you should be able to um check out you can check out audiobooks and ebooks um via the overdrive app and um that will enable you to be able to check out those books from the library so those are free yes it's always nice free is good
0: absolutely and then one that i've mentioned that we've been using recently is dictionary.com and thesaurus.com they both have apps and well, it's um, one
1: app oh it's one app yeah it's all together we've, in one app
0: we've only used the dictionary half of it so
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah use a little ta- uh, button that you can flip over to the, t- to the source
0: yes and i think that the advantages of having a dictionary and a thesaurus in your pocket pretty much explain themselves really oh heck yeah <laughs> they're fantastic and and i like i said i get danielle to look up her vocabulary words without complaining anymore
1: oh i know i know and i I do want my kids to know how to how to find things alphabetically but i can definitely it never really occurred to me to have them um look up things on on the app and when you mentioned that i was like oh that's a good idea actually <laughs> yep.
0: it works really well
1: yeah and then when i was looking at this this app there's actually other stuff in here now i was other uh, did you notice the word of the day Yes, and it that was kind of fun actually. <laughs> there's like a word of the day. There's I don't know. There's some other features in here that I haven't checked out yet, but um, there's some different things that you can also do with it that we'll maybe someday go into more detail on if they're worth it. <laughs> yep. And then uh, the next thing is Dragon Dictation, and that is one that was recommended to me. I don't even remember who it was, but somebody recommended that one to me a long time ago because I was saying how. Uh, Maven doesn't like to write write down her stories. Actually, she didn't like to write stories at all. But I mean, she definitely doesn't like to do the actual physical writing. So they're like, well, why don't you just have her dictate it? And then it will type it for her, um, this specific app. So what it is is you, you talk into it. Obviously, you have to figure out how to talk nice and slow and clearly. But it actually types as you talk. Yeah. So if you have a child who, you know, maybe you want them to write whatever, you know, a letter to somebody or or a story or whatever. Something for their schoolwork. If they really hate writing or they're not so into typing, this could be a good so that they can still get the 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 thoughts flowing and the information flowing without having to hit that roadblock of of the writing. So, Dragon Dictation is a good way to I haven't, I haven't really put it to much use yet, but I'm planning on um incorporating it more i think tyran actually will get into it i'd actually forgotten that i had it until we started digging into our apps again <laughs> I'm like, oh there's one i haven't used that i need to use <laughs> so that one i'm going to be pulling out i think i can see tyran really enjoying that especially when you've got kids who are just not really capable of writing very well yet but they might be perfectly capable of coming up with some really elaborate stories and then it will type it for them so yeah that would be pretty cool Okay, so next we're going to talk about our the educational apps. We have these kind of divided up into um, subheadings here. So they're all iPhone and iPad apps. And like like Becky said before, some of them may be Android as well. I actually did notice some of these were Android, but I didn't make a note of them because it wasn't really relevant to me. So I wasn't really thinking about that. <laughs> um, but you may check and see if some of these are also available for your device. Um, but these are specifically educational. The last group were useful ones, um, and this one is specifically educational. So we have the compass, which I haven't really put to use yet, but I am determined to find a way to use it. Um, <laughs> it basically works. It's, it's a compass. That's what it is. It works just like a real compass. You don't even need a compass if you have this thing. It works perfectly. And it even, there's even different skins for it, too, so you can make it look a little different I think I'm not sure exactly how you do it oh here um but anyway it's it's a compass <laughs> yeah a so compass. if you want to learn orienteering or whatever and you don't have a compass there you go you get a compass that's <laughs>
0: actually what we used it at scouts because um we were doing orienteering and all the compasses that I had bought for the kids were all rotten they were all oh, terrible no. and so um, we used <laughs> we got out all the adults got out all their iPhones <laughs> we uh-huh. all used the iphone compasses
1: yeah And it's very cool because at the bottom it tells, like, the exact coordinates of where, where you are. Yes. So that's cool. It's like 36 degrees, 48 feet. Whatever inches north and da, da da da. I won't give I don't want to give my exact coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> now we know where Tina is. You know where my north coordinates are, but you don't know my west ones. <laughs> That's true.
0: And now I know exactly why you have to know both of them, because we studied that today in mapping yeah. the world by heart. <laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't really know that much about longitude and latitude, so that no, was kinda neat. Either. Uh okay, so um the app that I wanted to mention was the Khan Academy app. Now probably a lot of you know about Khan Academy online. And now they have an app. So you can take all of those fantastic videos all nicely set out in different categories and ready to go um, with you wherever you go on your iPhone or your iPad. And I love Khan Academy because I can explain something to Danielle 17 times, but it only takes one time with the guy with the whiteboard sometimes to get the thought <laughs> through. So um, we use Khan Academy a lot and I really appreciate it being there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have to check. I have the app. I just got it recently, but I have not checked it out yet, so I definitely need to. And the next one that we were going to talk about is Google Earth, which basically is the same as the Google Earth app or the program for your computer. So, I mean, it's it's cool because you can you know, tap it and and it actually spins and it's 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 I think it's easier to maneuver actually on the iPhone, I think, in some ways. But what's really cool is like when you first turn it on, it zooms in on what, maybe mine's just set this way right now, but it zooms in on where you are. Yeah. So it starts from the big world and it just, so your child can sit there and watch and it zooms right into your house. <laughs> it's like slowly, boom, 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 boom. So then you can, like now you're on your street. So you want to talk about being able to get the concept of the big world versus your little <laughs> space of the world. It's It just zooms right in and it actually is specifically on my house. I'm looking at my house, which... Uh, looks kind of recent, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> looks like it's the right season, at least. So, anyway, Google Earth, awesome. You can, you can, um, you can do a search on it. You can search for anything specific. It'll take you right there on the, on the world. And like you said, that there was some underwater features now. That yes. I've not seen that and yet. And space,
0: too. I- oh, yeah i believe the google earth app can actually go out into space as well
1: oh neat there's a google earth gallery i don't know what that is but it looks interesting and uh so there's all kinds of things on here you can play with that i haven't done a whole lot of time on yet but yeah Google Excellent. Earth.
0: and my next app is called reading raven it is an app uh similar to the starfall website where you learn to read um it, it concentrates mainly on phonic sounds and um uh, Jack has been playing this uh, for a week, right about a week now. And um, he really has been enjoying it. He's been having a lot of fun with it. And um, you do your, you know, matching or whatever the, the activity is. And then you go into an area where it records you reading the words. So then you can play it back, which is kind of nice because it's good to work, especially for Jack, with working with um, – pronouncing things correctly and, and making the word sounds correctly but also it's fun it's fun to record yourself reading and then play it back
1: cool. and
0: when you uh finish a section you're rewarded with a sticker that you can use to decorate the raven's house it's an actual the character that you're working with is an actual like little raven dude oh the raven's tree i'm sorry heat from the background the peanut gallery yells it's the tree house (laughs) sorry you decorate the raven's tree house my apologies (laughs)
1: how funny (laughs) goodness let's see and next we have um clue tracker which there if anybody's familiar with letterboxing and i think i've mentioned it in the past but i don't know how much detail i went into letterboxing is something that you do um there's a website there's two websites that i know of the main ones there's atlas Atlas quest and then there's another one called letterboxing.org and they have a, a database of locations all throughout the country and actually i think throughout the world i believe there's some places outside of the u.s as well although i'm not real clear about any of those um where where these little hidden the ones that we found were like little Tupperware containers and they're like hidden in different parts of town in places where it's not going to be obvious and it's not going to be stumbled across, um, and then inside there's a stamp and there's a um a li- there's a stamp there's a like a notebook and sometimes they have some other little things in there too but mainly it's a stamp and a notebook and and like instructions and for people who are new to it, um, and you you have your own stamp and your own notebook one of them was in a cemetery, and um, we it said like you know the cemetery at whatever address and and then it was like you go to the whatever house it was like a prayer house or whatever and then you go to the back steps and it's under the back steps and so it's you know you you don't have to have any special equipment to find it you just read the instructions and you go and you find it and then you try to do it really kind of surreptitiously because they don't want people to they don't want everybody to know that it's there and um and you stamp you take it out you stamp your stamp in there to show that you had been there and you you can write your name as well um under your stamp and then you take their stamp and stamp it in your book and write where it came from and it's really cool and actually maven and i were just talking about that today because we're going on vacation and that's why i ended up getting this app today actually or yesterday um because i now because the last time we were doing this i didn't have an iphone (laughs) and now they have these this cool there's only two apps that i found actually that do letterboxing and um This one, this one was the more expensive one and I got it specifically because it looks like you can save specific um, searches and, um, and it searches both of the main databases, the Atlas quest and the letterboxing.org. And then, you know, it's got a map in it and everything. So you just like pick the one that you want and it zooms in and it shows you where it is and, and, um, and then you can. I think, I think you can check when you find things. I'll have to report back once we've actually used it about how it worked. But it's pretty cool. I, I already found a couple in the, in the town that we're going to be in. Awesome. And, um, yeah, and then I was just going to mention in passing because I haven't used it yet. The geocaching is the other kind of the sister, uh, I guess you would say, activity to this is where you're actually using a GPS. And now since all of our smartphones all have GPS now, geocaching from what I've read on the Internet is now exploding because everybody can find these things. And that one is similar. I think you said you've done them before. I've never actually done a yes. geocaching because I didn't have a GPS before. And you, do they have like little, little trinkets or something that you trade or? Yeah, they have,
0: uh, sometimes, sometimes it's just a, a log book and sometimes it's a box and there's people leave things and take things, different things. Um, there's also these really neat things. Um, I, Oh, my gosh. I've lost the name of it because my head is so stuffed up. But there are these little dog tags and you register them on a website and you attach it to something. Like I attached one to a McDonald's toy. And you leave it in a box and then someone else will pick it up and take it someplace else. And then they log where they picked it up and where they took it to. And then the next person can pick it up and log it and take it to another place. And it's kind of like... Little traveling things that you can keep track of, oh, neat. and I really wish I could remember what they're called. Because oh, you'll
1: remember eventually, and you'll put it in the show notes.
0: That's what I will do. <laughs> and I just wanted to mention: Did you notice there's a letterbox at the Margaret Hudson Studio?
1: Yeah, I did see that, and that was one of the. I'm, we're going to have to check that out. Apparently, it's <laughs> one that they have behind the counter, so it's not going to be yeah, yeah. hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: one you do have to ask for, but I thought yes. that was kind of cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that's a really fun thing that I think is very educational, and um, I'm hoping that some of the geocaching stuff. Because the one that the one app that I did get, I just got the geocaching intro app that you have to pay like ten bucks to get the full app. It's just like instructions, and um, and I think you said it was like a couple of actual. Box, one, yeah, what do they call them? Boxes. Uh, caches?
0: Geocaches. Yeah, caches. Geocaches. They're called caches. caches.
1: Yeah. So um, and the thing I I mean it's cool because it points it tells you where to go, but I don't see anything a whole lot. I mean, it's educational because you're searching around town and stuff, but I was really hoping for like the compass factor. So I'm hoping, oh, it does actually, well, it's got a compass in it. So I'm going to have to report back because I don't know yet how this works because I'd like to do it in a way where we're using coordinates and not just following an arrow, you know? Right. So where it's more educational for my kids. So I'm going to see if there's a way to do that. I haven't figured. And if any of you guys know, please do post in the show notes um, on the comments of the show notes. Because I'd really like to know. <laughs> We're going to be taking this on my vacation and uh, I'd, I'd like to know if you know something that I don't <laughs> about this. Yes. And
0: then um, another app that we mentioned previously, but I want to mention again, just in case you missed it, is it called <laughs> Starwalk. This is a great app for astronomy purposes. Um, it You use your um, iPhone and you just point your iPhone to wherever it is in the sky that you want to know what you're looking at and it will tell you exactly what you're looking at or if you want to find something specific you can say so starwalk tell me where jupiter is and it will there's a little arrow and you just use your phone follow the arrow and it will show you exactly where in the night sky jupiter is the nice thing about it is um, you can use it to track anything even if you point the phone down to the ground it will tell you what the stars on the other side of the earth would look like right at that moment if you happen to be standing there and we use it in conjunction with our family telescope. And so that way it's easier. There's no more of the squint into the telescope. What do you think that is, honey? I don't know. I uh, Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. Now you just point the phone exactly where the, the telescope is and it's easy to tell people exactly what they're looking at. So that's the Starwalk app.
1: And the app that I had been using, which I'm actually probably going to be using the Starwalk app now, but I wanted to mention it too because I thought it was pretty cool, is um, Distant Suns so with the same purpose where you're, where you're trying to find um, things in the sky. And this one, um, I don't believe I've never found it to have where you can just point it at the sky, although I haven't used it that much. So I, if I explore it and find out that you actually can point it at the sky because I wouldn't be surprised. It's been around for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if it upgrades to be able to do that eventually. Um, or maybe it already has. And I just don't know. (laughs) Um, it's a little more complicated, so I have not actually figured it out, but you can, you know, it, it knows where you are and, um, you know, what constellations are actually currently in the sky. And so it shows you, and then you can click on or tap on them and, um, and it'll actually bring up information about them. So, like, you can go to the Constellation. There's a Constellation app, or uh, tab, and you can pick the one that, like, Aquila the Eagle, and it will zoom right to Aquila the Eagle. And um, I know there's somewhere in here. I can't find it right now. But um, there was there's, like, information about those actual, there's, like, stories and stuff in here, too. Awesome. About, and, like, Venus and... Anyway, so I'm not going to play around with it that much right now because I don't, I I really have not, I just have never sat down and taken the time to fully understand it, so um, I can't tell you a whole lot about it, but it is a cool app. It is really neat looking, (laughs) so um, Distant Suns is another alternative to, um, you know, night sky viewing
0: excellent um also um one of the apps that you can use for educational purposes is youtube i know it Ooh. sounds kind of silly because you know mm-hmm. when we think of youtube we think of uh, that girl song friday and <laughs> uh, and that kind of thing chocolate but-
1: rain <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's a cool one.
0: but there's actually an entire um, section called youtube edu and it's all educational videos um and it has it breaks it down by grade and into categories such as math, reading, uh, social studies, that kind of thing. Obviously, I would recommend that you pre-screen any videos that you're planning on showing your children. And you can actually build your own YouTube channel yeah. and um, stock it all full of videos that are appropriate and okay for your children to watch.
1: Yeah, I actually have my own channel. It's YouTube.com slash Tina Woman. And, um, and I have channels in here with topics like, um, well, skip over the glee. Glee. <laughs> <And then, laughs> yeah. Unless you like glee. Uh, <laughs> I have an, and a music too. I, um, but I have educational and then I have, let's see, where is it? Uh, I don't see, it's not showing me all of them here, but anyway, I have, I know I have ones that are like on, um, India, and like when we were doing the Amazing Race stuff, I, I started a channel with like um, Bangladesh videos and like whatever the topic is that we're studying and I'll build a channel, I mean a, a playlist, I should say, of videos to go along with whatever it is that we're studying. So then all we have to do is just go find, you know, log on and go to that channel and then the kids can watch those videos on that specific topic. Awesome. I have next iMotion HD, which I know I've mentioned before is the Stop Motion animation um app that maven uses and apparently just used it a lot and i haven't even, i'm looking at some of these i've never even seen before <laughs> <laughs> she borrows my iphone regularly and i have a little um highly recommend getting a tripod they're not that expensive um to to enable your kids to do this she's done all kinds of stop motion with um drawings apparently her latest ones are drawings um making animations she's done origami instructions so she'll like show an origami piece of paper folding itself cool and yeah this is a really i'm looking at when she made i don't know when she made this this is really cute i'm looking at it like gosh she did a really good job and um making a paper crane And she's done clay, and she's done, uh, you can do anything you want. My kids have done,
0: yeah, my kids have done a bunch with Legos lately. Yeah,
1: Lego people are really fun. You can do, and and if you get them to make them long enough, um, they can get really, really interesting. And it can get really creative. So that is a really good, and the, the reason I got iMotion HD, if I remember correctly, there may be a free version. I'm not sure. Um, but you, you have to, in order to be able to export, you have to have the, the pay version. Um, and what's the point? I mean, I don't want to just watch it on my phone. I want to be able to upload it to YouTube so other people can watch it too. So that's why I chose this specific one because you can export it and send it to YouTube or whatever so that you can actually link people to it because not everybody can look at your phone.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, they can, but not in large groups at a time. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So my
0: next app is Kids Learn Sight Words. And as you can tell, we're very focused on reading around this house right now. Uh, Kids Learn Sight Words is another great way for kids to be able to be presented with sight words. It gives them opportunities to read them, spell them, look at them in sentences and that sort of thing. It's uh, created by Teacher Created Materials. And if you want to try it out, at least for right at the moment, the first, uh, I believe, first 100 words are free. And then it's a couple of bucks to add uh, the next you know, hundred each or what have you. Mm -hmm. And um, Jack's been having a lot of fun with that. And um, it's been one of those ones where um, he'll play with it for a little while and then kind of not be as interested. So then we go back to reading Raven and then we come back to it again. It's kind of one of those back and forth kind of apps.
1: (laughs) It happens. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. My next app is, Nothing super fancy, it's just sunrise and sunset, which actually has come in handy for me um on more than one occasion when I wanted to know what time the sun would be going down because planning this activity or that activity or whatever. But I noticed when I was looking at it that if you sit here and you click on the arrows on either side of it and it goes forward by day you can you can actually watch how the the sunrise and the sunset changes, so it's like changes like a minute every day uh uh-huh. um just about every day sometimes it skips a day um so you can actually watch like if you're trying to explain to your kids about how the um you know the sun rises and sets at different times at different times of the year and you can actually sit there and like scroll through like a calendar year as much as you want and you can see how it changes um it's just the numbers but still it's it's like an actual physical way of explaining you know showing them how it works which i thought was kind of cool that is cool yep
0: and my next app is TED Talks. Now, um, probably this one you're going to have to go in and play around yourself for a while. And don't worry, you're going to get in there and you're going to find videos that are so interesting that you're not going to want to hand the phone to your kid. <laughs> I love TED Talks. They are short talks, 5, 7, 10 minutes max. I don't think I've seen any that are longer than 10 minutes that an expert in a field presents some information you can learn about new things that are happening in the world. You can learn about ways things are being improved, ways things could be improved. Um, just all sorts of amazing talks. And there are, um, if you go in there and poke around, I'm sure you can find some that are going to be appropriate for your children. Um, like just looking at the front page right now um, re engineering mosquitoes to fight disease. <laughs> uh, what fear can teach us? Beware neurobunk. bunk. Why bother leaving the house? And ex- <laughs> excuse me, may I rent your car? Uh- <laughs> And the thing I like to do with TED Talks, and this is one of those things that I just do for myself, is like when I'm folding laundry or something, I have the TED Talks on my Roku in my bedroom. And so I can just turn on the TED Talks, all the new ones, and push play all. And it'll just play one after the other. And so I spend 20 or 30 minutes folding laundry, and I learn four or five new things that I didn't know before I sat down. And it's absolutely fantastic. The TED Talks has a website and an app. And I highly recommend it to anyone who might be interested in learning about something new
1: cool yes now the next app that i have here i just cannot say enough about it's called ibird i have ibird western and they have i believe there's an eastern and i think there's some other regional versions of the app as well um I can only tell you specifically about iBird Western, but I believe they would all work the same. It just was gonna have birds for your specific area. And I have actually used this to help me identify more than one bird. And it is really stinking cool when you do, cause one of the things that you do is you see you, you like say you're trying to um, figure out a bird and you're trying to identify a bird. Like one time we were at the park and there were these black birds that were not like any black birds I have ever seen before. And they made this weird sound, (laughs) and I could not for the life of me figure, I've I've never seen anything like these birds before. And they had these big old tails that were really long, and I had never seen anything like it before. So I did a search on here. And you can do it. You go to the search section, and you can... Fill in as much information as you know. So, obviously, you're not going to know everything about the bird as far as, like, um like, you might not even get a good enough glimpse of it to tell what the shape of its tail is. But that's fine. You just fill in what you know. So, like, it's got, like, shape. And some of the options are chicken-like, marsh, duck-like, gull-like, hawk-like, hummingbird-like, long-like. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. There's all kinds of different shapes. And yeah. then the sizes, it'll give you different sizes. um, habitat i never fill in the habitats because um you know how do you know in the city how do you really know what the habitat is yeah it could have just been passing through exactly so i never fill that in (laughs) and then the the prominent color and it has like a whole rainbow of colors um primary color secondary color breast color backyard feeder if yes, but common, but uncommon or yes, frequently blah 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 blah, blah. anyway, it goes on and on and on, bill shape, bill length, head color, crown color, wing shape, flight pattern, so you go in and you f- you figure out as much as you can and you fill in as much as you can, and then it 'll narrow it down for you and and then of course, you know it's it I believe that when you first set it up, it asks where you you know if you if it can determine your location. So if it knows where you are, it's also going to be able to narrow it down because he knows you're not in France. You know? Right. <laughs> so obviously that bird is not going to be there because you're not in France. So it narrows it down. And I actually was able to narrow it down. I can't remember what it is now, but it was uh, that black bird. I, I actually found the actual name of the bird because I, it narrowed it down enough. And then, I, then you go in and it's got the sounds. So you can actually play the call of that bird. Awesome. And so because I had such a distinct sound, I narrowed it down enough to where all I had to do was listen to a couple of different bird sounds. And then it, I was like, Oh, that's it <laughs> I was like, Holy cow, I found it Yay. And I've done that quite a few times at parks and stuff we went to um, you know, uh was it a Park, they have all those marsh or um wetlands birds there. Yeah. And um there's a couple of them there that we found there was like a green Oh, I don't even remember what it is now. I can't, I'm not good at remembering off the top of my head, but I, I would recognize it again if I saw it and I'd probably be able to look it up again. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've been able to identify quite a few birds with this thing and it is very exciting. So, uh, and then you can actually, I've never used this feature yet because I, I i don't know, I think I'd rather do it in a physical journal, but you can actually journal and you can actually like track the, the animals, uh, the birds that you've seen. That's so great. You can say like on this day, I saw the Stellar's Day for the first time and whatever, you know so it's very very cool and just and, and also we've also had fun with it when we go to the park and we put, I'm like hmm, let's let's drive the ducks crazy and we'll find the mallard duck call and we'll put it on and the ducks actually quack at my phone so <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute because we can like turn it on and let's not do the mating call because that would confuse them <laughs> these poor ducks wandering around wait, wait. <laughs> what's going on I thought I heard her <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very uh, cool hey. app and I, I haven't used it as much as as i could i need to i need to use it more but whenever there's a bird that we can't we don't know the kids will be like what's that bird like whip out my phone it works very well so i highly recommend it it was one of the pricier apps i don't remember how much but i do remember it was one of the more pricey apps and it was well worth the money
0: awesome yes well the next one is um well obvious why i'm gonna recommend it it's wikipedia (laughs) Everybody loves Wikipedia. Remember the old days when you had to look things up in, in the encyclopedia or God forbid <laughs> all the way over to the library to find some information? So now you can just go to your friendly neighborhood, Wikipedia, and look it up and hope that nobody has played with the Wikipedia page. Yes <laughs> <laughs> That's the downside of Wikipedia. Make sure you verify everything that you may um, quote in anything, because, because it is um, crowd-sourced, which means that anybody can go in and change anything you want they want to.: They're pretty but- good
1: at staying on top of it, though.
0: They are, yeah. They have a lot of staff. There's been some really cute uh, changes to Will Wheaton's Wikipedia (laughs) page. It's been funny. Um, Mostly, though, that's all innocent fun. Very rarely does anyone go in and maliciously change things. Um, So Wikipedia is a great app to have because it's nice to be able to just look things up on the fly. (laughs)
1: So, my next app is My Nature Tree Guide. And um just like the bird app, you're identifying trees. And I haven't had a whole lot of success with this yet, but I am determined to make it work because I've only used it like once or twice. But I can say by looking at it that it is a, it has the same kind of search features where you you're going through leaf by leaf and the shape and alternating, you know, does it alternate um Uh, Let's see. I'm just trying to find it in here. Here it is. So does it trees with leaves? Do they simple leaves? Are they compound leaves? If they're compound leaves, are they this kind? Are they that kind? They show you examples. And so you narrow it down and then it'll ask like what the bark looks like and that kind of thing. And you should be able to narrow it down. Like I said, I've had this one for a little while and it just haven't, apparently I haven't been as interested in identifying trees as I have been of birds because I've really only used it a couple times, but it's really a cool app. um, So I know that it's going to come to use eventually, (laughs) but I know that there's people out there who probably are much more interested in identifying trees than I am. So that's another good app to get if you want to identify trees. Excellent,
0: and the next one I have is called Whole Wide World, and this is a geography app, um, but it also incorporates reading, math, and all sorts of other things like that in it. Um, it's a free app, but you only get a few countries with the free app, so then you have to update. Um, each, you can buy each country for 99 cents, or I think you can buy the whole kit and Kaboodle for like four ninety nine or something crazy like that and um it's fun the graphics are really well made on it i really like it it reminds me of um a cartoon that used to be on nickelodeon the wild thornberries
1: oh i love that
0: yeah the the graphics on it for some reason really remind me of wild thornberries <laughs> um you can set it up for three children at a time so they each have their own space that they're playing in And they can make their own little avatars and they go in and they um, visit a country. They learn about the country and then they play a game with that country. I played with China last night and you you learned about uh, that the Olympics happened there and that kind of thing. And then they have, it's just a picture search, but um, it's kind of cool. You got to find like seven pandas that are all eating bamboo and then you have to find seven pandas that are all wearing little jackets and things like that. But that's one of the least educational games on there. There's other ones where you have to do math problems. There's other ones where you have to do other logic problems and that sort of thing. It's kind of a fun little way to do a little bit of geography. Cool. So that is called Worldwide Fun.
1: And lastly, we have Knots, which is um, a game, but it is also highly educational, I think. Um, because the g- thing with Scribble Knots is that um, y- you have to solve problems and you have to you know, help the little characters in the game to um, solve a problem like somebody needs to get a kitten out of a tree or um, uh, get across, get their their crops across a, a ravine into a, the next town or something like that. I'm just making stuff up, but that's that kind of thing. Um, and you, what you have to do is you have to type what it is that you, like say if you weren't trying to get a kitten out of a tree, then you would type ladder and the ladder would appear. So the kids have to know how to spell ladder. And, um... And if they need to dig something up, then you need to know how to type shovel.
0: Yes, or at some point in the game, you actually need to know how to type Pegasus.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, even even if you're not doing the challenges, I think it's highly educational just because of the fact that you are having to type. I mean, little kids would not be able to do this because you have to be able to type you need to be able to spell <laughs> certain words, uh, not certain words, any words you need to spell because <laughs> you can't play the game without spelling. Um, so I think that's a, uh, it's a really fun way of kind of forcing your kids to learn how to spell <laughs> without them even realizing it. My kids, even when they don't know how to spell something, it's still fun because they'll really like, they'll come run to me and how do you spell this or whatever? And, and then they just get better and better at spelling things and not having to ask all the time. And my kids literally play this game. I'm not even joking, like every day. Wow! Is like, they, they cause there's the challenge modes, but there's also, it's kind of like a sandbox mode where they can just make their own worlds and they're creating all kinds of creatures. And, and then there's like, um, a magic notebook or whatever that he had, Max's magic notebook or something. I can't remember what it's called, where it like just randomly comes up with creatures that you would never have heard of and so my kids and then you could like click on it and you can find out what it's called and they write it down they like have a list of words to remember there's actually websites out there that have like a catalog of all of the actual possible words because there's all kinds of these weird creatures that you would never even know to type up if if you didn't have that magic notebook right but then you know in so doing they're learning how to spell even all these weird and a lot of them are mythological creatures like there's a minotaur and there's a pegasus and there's you know this that and the other thing so anyway that is a really good game for um improving spelling and having a lot of fun in the process (laughs) i actually enjoy the game
0: (laughs) and speaking of fun we have a whole bunch more um fantastic apps that have some form of educational um use or another depending (laughs) and way too many that we could possibly list here so um if you go and check out our show notes you're going to see there's probably at least another dozen apps or so that we weren't able to mention today but um that we highly recommend for um iphone and ipad use
1: yes definitely there's my kids are playing these things every day there's some really awesome and and i know we've probably only just stumbled across a fraction of them do yeah, exactly. you even f- <laughs> are, yeah exactly learn
0: fractions there's yeah
1: you can even learn fractions fractions kitchen
0: <laughs> i think that pretty much covers it i think so i think we got everything done we wanted I to get
1: done so. and even longer than expected but, oh, you. Makes,
0: makes up for the short one last week
1: there you go so if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us.
0: And you can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, and we're on Instagram, where Savvy Homeschool Moms.
1: To leave us a voicemail message with your questions or comments, call 559-426-6670 Or drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com.
0: For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com.
1: You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com. And I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com. And the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages.
0: Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a fun week. And come back and take a break with us again next time. And hopefully we'll be better.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> they get delirious. This is gonna be a fun podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah its is. I'm They're
1: gonna think that I'm drunk or something. <laughs> I'm gonna have to
0: apologize at the beginning to everyone. We're really sorry. We both have very stuffy heads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're a little delirious from illness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, the family just started listening to Charlie and the Chocol- Chocolat- <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate Chocolate I saw that.
1: Like that chocolate. <laughs> I saw
0: that
1: rolls and I got all <laughs>